0: Podcast. Our live. Good morning, San Diego. Hope everybody's well. <laughs> this is Brandon Mulligan, and I am joined with the lovely Chris Mulligan Johnson from the Fighting Fit Studio, guys. And today we are going to chat about a few different things, but the main thing that we're going to chat about is the fact that our lovely, lovely, lovely people at Fighting Fit are. Um, our overheads, our bosses, our brothers, our in-laws, whatever you want to call them. A
1: lot of people
0: knocked up lately. True, true. So basically what the guys did was they decided to send us on a course um, over zoom obviously with covid happening which is hilarious because covid is probably the reason that everybody's pregnant so here's what you <laughs> see in a timeline you see covid you see a bunch of memes of saying everyone's going to get pregnant come the end of it and then near the end of covid or everyone's nearly over but about eight months in you see the fight fit coaches doing a pregnancy course interesting it's hilarious Absolutely hilarious. So obviously this was a need at this time. Uh, we've got plenty of clients, plenty of whom are female and plenty of who are deciding to start their family. And pregnancy or is... continue their family. Or continue their family. And is deciding to... a uh, pregnancy is an essential part of life and it is what it's all about. But you don't necessarily have to stop your health and fitness journey in order to do so. You do need to modify and you need to make some changes. Obviously your body's going through an awful lot. Um, there's an awful lot now, now happening in your life so how do you manage the lifestyle and we basically now are doing well we're finished the course we just have a, a, a little assignment to do, to do. Yeah. and um, once you do that we'll be qualified to coach pregnant people pregnancy people pregnant people pregnant ladies they're not people Are, they? are they? Well, they're, people, <laughs> but they're, they're people but <laughs> they're women that's Brandon
1: about for the year pregnant
0: uh, women aren't people they're not people they're women are women people <laughs> <laughs> women are people but people aren't women no No, it's right ways. It's right ways. All right, good. Not all all people are women. Not all people are women, but all women are people. Yeah. That's the sound bite we're looking for. (laughs) All right, so now that's out of the way, what have you thought of the course so far, Chris? I thought it was really interesting.
1: Um, I thought it was... I was really surprised at how little extra women have to eat when they're pregnant. Um, It's only, what, 300 calorie surplus, 400 calorie surplus, and um, that's about it. They don't have to eat for two as uh, as most people say and um, you don't have to stop exercising you can keep keep exercising like pretty intensely um right up until the second trimester and then everything starts to sort of ease off a little bit and then it eases off a lot coming into the third trimester i, I thought it was really interesting there's all stuff there i didn't know i was pulling this face a lot because they were mentioning some stuff that happens you know what, what's the thing where you have separate disty? We just did the course. We still have some studying to do. Oh,
0: let me look it up. Actually, guys, this is a really, something really, really interesting. Again, you don't need to remember the name to understand the principle, but it helps to make it sound. So ba-
1: basically, uh, this is what the abdominal wall uh, splits down the middle, and um, yeah, you can do some exercises to sort of pull it back together. Um, but there's loads of stuff that will help make that worse if you don't know what to do to avoid it.
0: Apparently, it happens in ninety percent of women. Isn't that Ninety.
1: Ninety. Bloody hell. 90? 90% of women. Maybe not. Those, it I remember a, one client who came to us who did have it and this is about when we first started to have a journey, and she was like, oh, I have no idea what to do. And I literally, I didn't know anything about it. She said, I think she said it was permanent um, or she thought it was permanent but uh, it was weird. She showed me and she was like, took my finger and she was like, look, and I put them in and I was like, oh, Jesus, that's mad. I
0: know, it is bloody really crazy. Can you it's find on, it? it? It's on the tip of my tongue. It's... On, it's diastirecti there you go all right so um, yeah basically your abdominal wall um, gets separated uh, the, muscles the still middle. the muscles still stay intact but essentially it's all the ligaments and connective tissue that essentially lengthens and for some women they've got um, big issues with getting that back together and in extreme cases it can um, you know surgery has to be done in order to fix it and in an awful lot of cases you can just do what with kind of exercises and time and all this kind of stuff so um, uh, what's the name of it again the ass The ass
1: erectite. I thought it this directly, uh, but the astirectite, uh, The way you fix it is you just learn to use your core correctly and use the deep inner core things. Pilates is really good for it. That's why so many people promote Pilates uh, for people who are recovering from recovering from pregnancy. Um, number one thing is to use your um, deep uh, muscles. Imagine you're putting on a pair of tight jeans. You know where you suck in and squeeze your lower abs to do that, and you're like. <laughs> Squeeze those muscles together, and if you keep doing that and you do that really well over and over again, it helps knit them back together. I'm Sure, there's other exercises that will help a lot better, but you want to a, learn how to use your deep a, abdominal
0: muscles. You do that kind of while you're doing exercises. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and just sit there on a on a Bosu ball as well, and just Bosu or a yoga ball. Just sit up and just squeeze and release, kind of like a, the same way you do kegel exercises as well. Yeah, kegel exercise and pelvic floor. Let's get into that.
0: So what is a Kegel exercise, Chris?
1: It's where you squeeze it. You, all, you can't hold the muscles in your pelvic floor to squeeze it. And How hold we do I do that, though? Huh? How do I do that? So, um, uh, imagine that you're going for a pee or a poo. And then all of a sudden, someone walks in and you just go, oh, I'm sure oh, when you're watching this, <laughs> mean, you did, did it at home. Yeah, so uh, that's basically, so you just do that as hard as you can. Squeeze as far as you can yeah Just well, to, if you've never done it before you want to do that just so you know how it feels okay. Right, and then all of a sudden you want, then you want to start wrecking it out and like squeeze and release and you know you have a well apparently you know you have a healthy pelvic floor when if you're going for a pee you can stop it and go and then stop it and go out well and that's a good pelvic floor can you do
0: that? yes I can do that I hear people saying once you start you can't stop and I get worried about it I'm like oh no you definitely shouldn't be able to do that yeah well, so it's unless, you, unless you had a
1: baby <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so sometimes um, because so like the pelvic floor in my head I, I did a Pilates course and i thought i had no idea what the pelvic floor actually was i just thought it was a little muscle between your legs and you could tense it and it kept everything nice and stable okay but your pelvic floor is a group of muscles like imagine your your pelvis is a bowl which most people do and along the bottom of it you know if your pelvis was a bowl it doesn't have a bottom except all these little muscles underneath it, that's the pelvic floor. All those muscles that interlink under there and you can squeeze all those together, keep it nice and uh, stable. Now, when you have a baby and it starts getting uh, pretty big, it starts getting pretty heavy and it puts a lot of weight on that pelvic floor. So a lot of times like, um, it can get weak and you can actually, it can get so weak uh, and just sort of collapse that you um, can't hold their pee. You one thing have. one thing I found, thought it was really... Incontinent.
0: Incontinent, I think so, yeah. Uh, one thing I, I found really interesting about the course of what they said was that you should avoid doing um, kind of jumping exercises and anything kind of like
1: up yeah. and down. Which I th- and I kind of I can't I assume. I, that- I assume that anyway, but I actually no idea why. Yeah. Like I was like. To be fine. No, I know. I, I, <laughs> assume, I, I, assume, I never did it, but I, I, assume, I thought
0: it. I assume not for the baby, not have the baby jumping about all the place. But the thing with mm-hmm. the pelvic floor is that if you imagine like your pelvic floor is like a trampoline. That's exactly the, the
1: image that already helps. So if,
0: if, you, if you imagine your pelvic floor is like a trampoline and you basically are jumping up and down on this trampoline and normally, you know, there's not a whole pile of internal pressure or weight, so it's fine to just kind of... Press up, press up and down and breathe and embrace and all that kind of stuff but when you literally get somebody break, jumping on your springs and or on the trampoline the springs literally aren't designed um, or you know not they're not designed but they'll be put under serious duress and if they get put under that duress eventually you can overstretch them and then, then lead to an extended or distended pelvic floor or an overextended pelvic floor and anybody who knows anything about muscles if a muscle is overextended your ability to contract right. it then starts to get very very um, very very poor and leading to weakness and your pelvic floor as you talked about it's important to pee and that's why you get women who are post babies um, jump up and down to jump jacks return to exercise and start piddling on the floor or little little um, or just quietly and embarrassed, little little yeah I'm leaking um down below but that's it's crazy like
1: we were the only two guys on the course as well by the way I actually uh, worried, didn't even notice that. Yeah, well, um, she kept my. Like, I don't see things like gender, obviously. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but um, it was really interesting, like because a lot of the ladies who were doing it actually had babies and all that sort of stuff, and they were kind of getting it and all that stuff. Sort of, but like, it, you did kind of feel like a bit like an outsider. Well, I did anyway. Like, listening in. I'm, a, da- you I'm have, a dad
0: now. I'm not sure if anybody knows from the hundreds of podcasts I talk about. Hey, but yeah, I'm a dad now, and I actually went through this whole experience with my partner, my fiance. Your fiance, my, my fiance. My proposed as well, which is propose. so
1: cute. Um Yeah, well, I forgot what I was, I was going to say there. Uh, I'm we're, we're the only, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> We were the only lads there, and uh, the the way they were talking about it was kind of uh, referencing like it was in the sort of like female perspective of it and all that sort of stuff, and that's one of the things that I found with ladies who are pregnant, it's sort of, as a lad, you just sort of be like, yeah, okay, you put it in a box, and be like pregnant, and then like a bubble of protection, and just be careful. To get me around it, but like women don't have to—they don't have to be wrapped in bubble wrap. They're actually pretty tough and resilient. It's only into towards like the the second trimester and third trimester that they have to start sort of protecting themselves a yeah, lot well, more. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, second trimester exactly. Which is, guys, anybody who doesn't know what the trimesters are? Um, I actually didn't know until I did this course. The trimester, try, um, split the tree. All right, no, you sh- you just keep talking on me. Oh, I'm just helping. All right, go, go. Again. Oh, sorry. To- <laughs> right, so the first one, uh, three weeks. Um, three or twelve weeks. Um, three weeks. Pregnancy weeks. is going to last around forty-two weeks, and I believe they allow now you to go over by two weeks. So I think if you you can be up to forty-four weeks pregnant now, guys. If I'm wrong, comment below. Let me know. Send me a message.
1: Well, how how I thought about it was um, basically you've got nine nine months pregnant, and then you split that into three trees.
0: Yeah, no, no, I get that. What I'm saying is like so. It, it's a forty-two week term, but. It can I, be forty four. You can not go over. You can go under.
1: Yeah, it should be. I think ladies went over by a month
0: before. No, I don't think so. Never. No, well, no, I think they might have, but they won't let you anymore. Ah, okay, okay. So they're literally like two weeks now, and then they take in for a planned C section. What? Yeah. Oh. Or, or or maybe not a C section. To my um, to my use hormones induced labor. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. interesting. So you learn one, something new, huh? First one's twelve weeks. After that's twelve to twenty five, and after that it's twenty five to forty two. But basically, all the adaptations really start coming in. 12 weeks so once you start your second trimester that's when things are going to start changing for you in terms of what you are allowed and not allowed to do stuff like lying on your back stuff like going overhead stuff like doing isometric holds so
1: let's talk talk about a little bit we'll go through the all the ones that you said so why are you not allowed to lie on your back
0: um you're not allowed to lie on your back due to uh, internal pressure onto the baby
1: yeah and the organs and the um the bladder and all that sort of stuff as well so uh with the baby when you lay in your back you can just sink right back down and uh, it can there's a nerve that as well that it can sit on and it can make you really dizzy as well okay, okay. i think it's is it the biggest no i don't think it's the biggest nerve it's, there's some nerve i forget what it's called but uh, basically sometimes it can go there and then the lady who's doing the exercise can just feel quite dizzy from the baby just laying down why are well, you not allowed to do anything overhead
0: not allowed to do anything overhead because it can take blood flow away from the baby
1: yes uh, so when you do stuff overhead blood pressure uh, can drop and most of the blood pressure should be going to, to the baby so yeah. when you're listening right. so that, it that can was own. very interesting for me but well it's not the, so the body I think this is what I think is right uh, the body won't prioritise um the mother over the baby will prioritize the baby and the fetus and the woman will get dizzy yes. by, by doing it again. So, sure stuff.
0: so it takes away from blood flow to the mother's brain.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So um what are you supposed to do instead? Yeah, yeah. Eliminate all overhead movements if you want to do a shoulder press. I was actually in my head I was thinking, so you never just train your shoulders when she was explaining it, and then all of a sudden she said, I'll just do front raises. I was like, why didn't I think of that?
0: Front raise, lateral raise, raise rear delts. Yeah, boom. and then
1: So um
0: so cool, some, some some interesting changes that I thought um, were interesting um, during pregnancy. So your blood volume goes up forty percent. So you've yeah. got forty percent more blood um, in your body, obviously. Your cardiac output goes up forty five percent by week twenty four. All right, so you're you're
1: so breathing a lot faster.
0: Yeah. Um, your stroke volume increases. I wonder if
1: that leads to an increase in anxiety.
0: You know, so you'd have to ask pregnant ladies.
1: I would. Come, uh, if you've ever been pregnant and you've noticed your cardiac out, output or your br- no because,
0: No, because I don't think like like you wouldn't feel breathless. Because you're 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 you're
1: No, I don't mean breathless, so you you get an anxious space in your physiology. So like if you breathe and you breathe deep and slow, you feel calm. If you breathe circle
0: <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, that doesn't happen. Doesn't it? No, well no because ever although the cardiac output goes up, it's in line with everything. Because like ah, it's like yeah. it's not like the it the tracks longer now. Ah, okay, okay. So okay, because okay. the track's longer, you know the heart's working at a faster rate than normal, but the overall pace is the same.
1: Okay, that's good. Cool.
0: Um, so your um, your your rest and pulse rate will go up. So like I said, the heart rate will go up, but you you won't notice it physi- physiologically. From again, I could be wrong, and everybody's probably different. But um, in general, I don't think we see women <laughs> panting. Yeah, hey, well, what I have heard is shortness of breath, not being able to get enough and
1: stuff, and that usually comes from shallow chest breathing i'm sure it'll be a little bit harder to breathe into the belly and stuff um i'm not going to debate debate you about it because i don't know i can't back it up but um if if it goes up i would assume that they're breathing a little bit faster because like the lungs don't necessarily get bigger
0: Good point. Very interesting actually. Yeah, good show.
1: Just curious. Yeah. I wonder, ladies, comment. We're just thinking out loud here, guys. Yeah. We're thinking out loud. Again, we just did the course. We didn't we didn't pass yet. This is just some of the stuff we learned. We did the course uh, yesterday morning and we didn't do any study yet, because you know we have full time jobs and all that sort of stuff.
0: But we haven't done mm-hmm. none study. I've done a little bit of study. Have you? Okay. Well I've I'm, done no study. <laughs> this made, is my study. I made notes. Um so your uh, your blood pressure goes down. So yeah. it should remain normal, but it will go down. Your cardiac reserve, so blood left in the heart, also goes down. So mm-hmm. your heart becomes more efficient, pump for pump. It's not leaving waste, not whatnot. There's yeah. nothing left in that heart to get rid of it all. Uh, muscle relaxing hormone produced. Oh, relaxing.
1: That yeah, that's cool. So one of the things, I did we get a clear answer to it? We kind of got, a, got like a, a sort of like maybe. So in my head, as a, someone who struggled with tightness, I instantly got jealous. I was like because I was like, oh man, all I have to do is get pregnant, I'll get all this relaxing in my body and then I can really stretch because what relaxing does is it tells them, it loosens the muscles and it also loosens the tendons and the joints and all that sort of stuff. And the tendons and the ligaments are the hard ones to sort of stretch. Like the muscles can stretch pretty easy, but the tendons and the ligaments are the ones you have to spend time stretching. and It takes lots and lots and lots of time stretch for that. But the relaxing, that hormone, really helps loosen all that out. Now, the perspective that we were being taught from was and um, don't stretch, don't do static stretches because you can
0: overstretch. and- No, I literally thought the exact same as you. I was like, this is the time- To do up- all the stretching. If I have a tight client, no we stretch. Yeah, oh, you're pregnant, oh, happy day. Let's just open those hips. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's make sure the hamstrings are nice and loose. Let's make sure the glutes aren't too tight. And uh, let's make sure we fix
0: that posture now that the texture a little bit- Oh, that, I think that's the answer we got. So the answer that we got was essentially is it's not as if they're going to remain that tight and they can take advantage of this hormone. That what will happen is the range of motion will just automatically improve. Ah, okay, okay. So basically, the hips will just be more open naturally hmm. because the relaxing's in there. So it's not as if it doesn't require the stimulus. It is literally as if it's all just relaxed anyway. Hmm. And then what's going to happen then is you're going to go ahead and start pulling on already relaxed muscles and maybe overextend and overstretch. Yeah, and
1: that's what they said to be be careful about. So. Uh, but still, I want to <laughs> see, I, like, I would like to see a, like, a, a test before, like, I'd like to see a lady who's done, like, let's say, you know, a toe touch test and couldn't touch her toes, and then... Knock her
0: up.
1: <laughs> well, not me, personally, uh, but then if she got pregnant, and then to do the same sort of test, like, what, what's halfway pregnancy, I don't know, in weeks, let's say three and a half months, four and a half months it's in. Twelve weeks that, is that, a trimester. That's tr- so, we'll say... Oh, damn Eighteen it, weeks? Twenty-four... Uh, let's say 20 weeks in whatever when when does actually when does relax and peak i wonder when that we weren't told it in that much detail
0: Well, 21 weeks wouldn't it be 21 weeks so before yeah, is weeks? that
1: do we know that that's when relaxing peaks oh it could uh, be coming down do we actually got it we actually get a in one of the slides it was the hormones and the timeline and when they peak and when they drop uh, in this slide so no, it was in that was in the slides yeah. um, but i can't remember because we just went over it briefly but basically i wonder what would happen if we got a lady to do a touch test then she gets pregnant and then at the time where relaxing is peaked, see if she can touch her toes and I just think it would be really cool to see if she could.
0: It would be really cool. It would be really, really cool.
1: And also give her some gains in yoga.
0: If you decide to do that and you want to risk overstretching your muscles, please do that experiment for us and let us know how it goes.
1: Please. Oh, but you're not supposed to actually do You're not, <laughs> not at next. <laughs> You're not allowed to do any full forward folding. You're not allowed to do any round bending <laughs> over. So the toe touch test is actually obsolete because we're stupid.
0: Well, it depends, yes, Yeah. You know,
1: maybe if you extend a little bit and you protect the baby, maybe moves into the space. You could, maybe just
0: wouldn't use your belly or your legs. You can stretch your muscles or your hamstrings. You could, you do could we could, you could, do could do a, a different. A, you could do a hip extension test. Yeah, you could. You could do uh, overhead aim or a chest. Yeah. Well I was just saying
1: look, the tightest part of my look. body is my hamstrings look. and that's what I was projecting onto this situation. Look, you uh, listen,
0: right? Chris identify as a woman. <laughs> I do, identify can as pregnant.
1: Can I yeah. do that just by identifying? I'm not me.
0: sure what the rules are now. I'm not even sure I'm allowed to say that. What if I
1: pretend to be pregnant and I identify as a pregnant lady?
0: Yeah, we'd have to identify um, having relaxing as well. Oh nice. Well <laughs> maybe if you identify as pregnant, then you can go to the doctor, get them to prescribe you relaxing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right what's next so, right, we, so got, we got on to relaxing that was a cool cool part of it
0: a blood cycle time for a turn it goes up yeah so if you were to put like let's say a blood cell and you're to mark that blood cell and you're to do time it to do a lap it would take a minute let's say and then if you were to get pregnant and then do that it would take even longer because now you've got more blood vessels and all that kind of stuff travel through so as i said the course gets it's longer the
1: really well, The placenta yeah. not through really the baba the placenta and then it goes from the placenta to the baby right yeah i don't know much about pregnancy yeah i mean a, i know loads about it now. It's, it's it's it's
0: like it's like you grew an extra arm and it just has to also go through that arm and come back as well so just take more time uh, respiratory increased respiratory rate so your breathing rate will go up oh i told you there you go but i don't know if it'll lead to anxiety that's I don't touch. know if it'll lead to anxiety yeah, but the it. rate
1: goes up and usually when, tell you what, anyone at home, if you wanna try it,
0: Jesus whistling,
1: <laughs> anyone yeah. wants to try it at home, just sit for a second, notice how you feel, breathe into your belly like 10 times. We're not gonna do it now because it'll take too long. But do it 10 times, slow it down, you can pause the video for it, see how you feel. You notice it will be a little sense of calm, and then do 30 short, shallow breaths, breathing only into the top of your chest. If you do that, what'll happen? You'll feel a little bit rushed or a little bit panicky, and if you're doing that all day, unconsciously, unaware of it, you just live a day where your shoulders are up and you're and you're a little bit stressed. Isn't that mad? It's mad. You also don't believe it, do you?
0: I wasn't listening. Sorry, I was reading on. What'd you say? I know. I could see
1: that. So I was talking to the camera, and then I looked over at you, and you're like, "Oh, I paid no attention." I was
0: trying to come up with an interesting next day talking point. I have
1: a few interesting next talking points. All right.
0: So you tell me your last talking point. And then we'll go and
1: so the last one point was the breath there uh, that if you breathe shallowly into the top of your chest repeatedly for about 30 breaths you will feel more anxious after doing that you will literally feel anxious and it's the only way to sort of say uh, your cortisol might go up so uh, there is actually this breath work called kapalabhati breathing in yoga where you do that purposely stimulate adrenal glands you usually do it at the start of a, an intense yeah
0: it's <laughs> weird yeah
1: but now you just to calm that, just breathe into your belly let your belly inflate and deflate but if you force it too much you stress yourself and you worry and you panic I'm next alright I up, stress,
0: All right, you know? need some relaxing
1: <laughs> uh, so the next one I want to talk about is weight gain let's talk about weight gain do you have the numbers there please tell me you have the numbers
0: I think I know the numbers
1: do you actually yeah. I think you know numbers for about two of them and uh, that's it oh that's,
0: I thought they were the two numbers no, <laughs> there's, was like, the bucket, there's like yeah, there's was like in, seven or eight that was in the slide
1: yeah I know but I thought you would have, can um, look it up can you I can look it up go for it google okay. it right now That's all. Oh, pull it up Jamie
0: I have access to the internet
1: uh, so basically women if you didn't know gain weight when they're pregnant 7 now this is oh very my god weight,
0: weight gain during lockdown come on
1: uh-huh. uh, so <sighs> uh, women gain It's a, these are averages uh, and not definite numbers so they gain around 7 do you want to talk seven, 7 pounds of fat I got it or a it. reserve fat, go for it. I
0: got it. You're right, Chris, I'll take it from here. Go for it, bro. So apparently your breasts can grow one to two pounds.
1: That's very interesting. <laughs> That's
0: interesting. But no, like
1: one to two pounds is actually a lot.
0: So you can grow a cup size, you might grow two, you might grow three. All women are different. And all women are people. <laughs> the baby can grow between six to ten pounds six to eight pounds. I've even heard of babies growing up to fourteen pounds. Baby was born born a stone. Stone. A stone. Any pregnant ladies out there I'm sure you're terrified. <laughs> Alright, right, a placenta can grow one to two pounds. And again, I'm sure that it's more and and sometimes less, maybe, I don't know. Um, These are all averages. And again, depending on your size is gonna be, it's all relative. Um, Your uterus um, can gain one to two pounds. Amniotic fluid, two to three pounds. Total weight gain, 25 to 35 pounds. Your blood can increase three to four pounds. Your protein and fat storage, eight to 10 pounds. And your body fluids, three to four pounds. So I think I have another one here. So here's another thing that's interesting is, obviously, if you're already overweight, if you're already, especially if you're... Well, that was my next point. Well, yeah, so if you're underweight, you're expected to gain more weight. So if you're underweight, you're expected to gain 28 to 40 pounds. maybe
1: we need to be clear on the word expected. As in, it's like you should, the doctors will recommend you gain a bit more weight. Not that it just will happen automatically. Like you're recommended that you gain, Do you have the numbers there. So if you're underweight,
0: 28 40 pounds
1: and if you're overweight you shouldn't so like this is the main one that i think is really important especially for women who are a little bit heavier Um, joe it's like uh, you're not eating for for two you're only eating in a slight caloric surplus the same way if you're doing a lean bulk like a slight caloric surplus to give your body a little bit of nutrients if you're hungry you don't eat it's fine uh, if you overeat it's not the end of the world but if you're really heavy and joe like you're really overweight um, like don't take algae that you're eating for two, Only eat, like a tiny bit more, uh, and don't like overdo it because it's not an excuse to binge and eat a load of crap. Like again, the same thing for good nutrition still applies. Like the, all the nutrition stuff still applies. Minimally processed whole foods. Um, don't eat too much sh- uh, sugar, and like that's basically it. Don't overeat like Here, mad.
0: Here's one thing I noticed with um, with, with pregnancy. Protein when, is when, important When, when Chloe was pregnant, is you know you're gonna have cravings. <laughs> So, so you've got cravings to contend with. Anybody who watched the podcast with Kathy Malloy when she was here, she gained loads of weight. I think she might have gained three stone when she was pregnant because her cravings, unfortunately for her, were just bread. Like, and generally, it's like, look, cravings is not the same as hungry. You know, cravings is apparently this thing that is just ridiculous. It feels like you're gonna die if you don't get get it. You know what I mean? So imagine die.
1: die. I like, I get cravings for stuff, it's more like right, a deep you, did, want. No, all right, guys, it's like a deep, deep want. It's like if I had that, that all my happiness like, would just fill up.
0: Is that really what it's like?
1: That's what I think, anyway. Yeah, that's so
0: what you think you weren't pregnant for. You don't know.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, so because I wasn't pregnant, I couldn't have cravings or the different... Oh, you
0: got the same hormones as a woman who's pregnant For did you?
1: I identify as female, so yeah,
0: you identify as female, a pregnant female, brilliant. So that's where all my insights come from. Brilliant, that's where all your insights come from. Cool. So, I just say, guys, Sorry, go on. look, we all have hormones, okay? So, if you've ever been hungry, and you've ever had, like, a real hunger pain, that's a hormone that did that to you. So, really. if you've ever been a man, and you've ever been aggressive, and you've, you know, literally lost your shit in a, in a, just a whole craziness of testosterone, or here's actually a better one, testosterone and, um, and your, 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 let's say, horniness level. Like when women go through their cycle, women are more, uh, what would you mm. say, sexually inclined around the time that a uh, testosterone spikes, right? And that's basically women getting a small insight to what it's like to be a man, mm. all right? And as well as that, you can basically monitor that as well as your gym performance, you, women will perform better at those times. And that to me is basically just a slight, uh, it's an interesting fact to say hormones are powerful so the fact that like let's say for 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 women you know this the change in sexual behavior can change from week to week with hormones and you know um hunger can change at different periods of day due to hormones to say that you know a craving when your body is going through this crazy hormonal mixture of massive changes happening you know, a craving could be something special.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know what I, mean? I agree. I so, agree. That's just... Because, again, yeah, I, I... take back my previous... I thing. really
0: hated kind of, you know, this... Oh, I understand what it's like. I had a hunger pang before. It's like, look, you don't know. hunger pang, Actual hunger pangs are actually pretty bad. Do, do you know one thing I noticed, right? See, so when I became a parent, right? Yeah. I jumped on... I jumped on to this bandwagon of people just going, like you just understand at a different level to the point where like when you start talking to people you just start smirking like oh yeah you just think you know now it's like here it is and until you join the team you will have this skeptical issue i know what it's like to love a baby i know it's like i know what love is i love my car it's like shut up it's like, shut up and it's the same thing it's like when you're a woman and you get pregnant and you have a craving. i'm sure there's a look that they all give it's like oh cravings. we know we're part of the team you know that sort of way. It's like you don't know. It's like everybody's just kind of looking at. It. It's like, oh, you think you know? It's like you go to hell. Oh, have you ever done a minute flat out on an assault bike? You know, it's, <laughs> still the, traumatized. Have you have you ever spent three minutes? of high intensity boxing but somebody who knows what they're doing. No, and have
1: you ever have you ever spent three minutes a high
0: intensity boxing getting
1: beat and just trying to survive the round?
0: That's what I'm saying. So it's like if, if that has happened to you, it's like you know what it's like. You know what I mean? And until you've been in that experience you just don't know.
1: Like, oh, man, I just thought
0: There's an odd side step <laughs> i just just step duck under left would you? Great. I now mean, you know where that goes. Yeah. anyway, so yeah, as I said, so women are gonna get the, these these hunger pants and content as well. So portion control where you are in control is going to be so important because if you just eat like you're treating yourself a little bit and you don't account for the fact that there's going to come a stage where you're not in control gain is definitely going to be um you know on the go and you're going to be gaining maybe extra body fat than the necessary and then the only issue with that is obviously it is going to leave you more unhealthy it's going to put your body under stress and then you're going to have to try and lose it all then if that's your goal then when you come before state of pregnancy
1: but at the same time as well, like if you gain a little bit of extra weight when you're pregnant, it's not that big of a deal, to be honest. Like, exactly. like, Unless unless you have a really unhealthy relationship with food, um, like, well, fat loss is really simple. Fat loss is really really simple. Uh, if you if you come to fight fit, we'll show you exactly what what to do. Again, I know that seems like a shameless plug, but. Like, that's why we're doing the podcast. But it's not... It's not, but it's not like, it's it's simple. It's easy. To, it's very, very simple to, to lose weight.
0: I have no, I mean, problem. I have it, no problem selling people the Fight Fit program because it's worth every penny and more.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's
0: literally, like, I literally... Like, if you don't buy the Fight Fit, Fit plan, I feel bad for you because you're not getting what you could be in. You know, there's so much value here. It's like, honestly, I literally feel like I'm giving people discounts every yeah. time I, I charge them. For <laughs> week. It's like, are you serious? Like, it's going to cost you whatever it is per class per thing you know it's like it's it's ridiculously cheap
1: it actually is yeah Very but um but in, on top of that as well like if you are a healthy individual and you exercise regularly uh, it's like it's the same thing like imagine like you're you're a footballer and it all of a sudden lockdown happened and football stopped and then all of a sudden lockdown's lifted you're back out playing football like but before that you gained a little bit of weight once you're back playing football and your your nutrition improves and you start focusing on your performance a little bit then you just go back to normal like getting fat or getting a little bit fatter is not a big deal at all happens to everyone at least 10 times in your life (laughs) unless uh, you're athlean x and you stay lean 365 days a year all year round don't enjoy your birthday cake tough
0: you cake once a year i feel bad for him man bro right cool guys look we're going to have to wrap this up very very shortly so what we're going to leave you with is um, we'll give Chris a penny for his thoughts just kind of wrap it up now oh. towards the end um, but here's some benefits of exercising while you're pregnant here is the main guideline that I did get from exercising while you're pregnant is one you don't want to create a big curve you don't want to crush your belly which makes real, real sense you don't want to line your back you don't want to press overhead you don't want to go above an RPE rate of perceived exertion you don't want to push yourself beyond 60 or 70 percent um, but what you also can do is you can continue to do you know things within 60 to 70% of your, your your exercise capacity. So if you never did weight training, you can't start weight training, unfortunately. If you never did spin class, you can't start spin class. But if you are proficient and well experienced in an exercise program, um, and it's not crunching the, the, the actual baby or the womb or the placenta or any of that kind or of Or raising around, your arms up. Or right? raising your arms up overhead, you're pretty much safely carrying on what you're doing provided that you're not drastically rotating or changing the position or crunching or physically putting um, weight into um, the actual baby and the actual bump but here's the benefits all right of why you would continue exercise is reduced in um, back ache by strengthening like, keeping the back nice and strong keeping the muscles nice and strong reducing constipation, bloating and swelling, preventing diabetes, improving energy levels, improving your sleep, promoting muscle tone, improving your mood and your posture, decreasing labor. These um, are kind of theoretical, um, so they're not... I mean, these ones aren't, aren't proven yeah, scientifically, th- these aren't but as- they're
1: anecdotally suggested.
0: Yeah, they can decrease your labor time. They can aid in a quicker recovery. Um, less in incidence of a meconium, which is basically the baby's... Um, the baby's bowels are filled with this um, this substance called meconium, and essentially it's their first poo, um, or the first few poos, and essentially um, it's, it's called meconium. And what, can, ha- what, what can happen, uh, no, not really, it's really sticky and black. Mm. It's actually not that bad. When it's your baby, you'll know what I'm about. You don't want a baby, you know Yeah, um, it's not that bad. I changed nappies, man. It's not that bad. I literally thought the exact same. I was like, ugh, nappies. I hate changing my own nappy. Um, So less incidence of of meconium. So basically means in the womb, the baby can release this during labor and essentially the baby can breathe that in or swallow it and it's really, really bad for them. Um, I think breathing it in is worse because swallowing is good through the same system. Um, less, um, Less fetal distress as well. All right, so they're all the benefits. That's why you keep on exercising. And again, as we said, you wanna keep on. Um, here's some nutrition guides, um, nutrition tips. Good nutrition is vital. Include all your macros, so don't cut out anything. There's absolutely no need. Use the recommended RDAs. Um, consult with a doctor. An extra two to 300 calories daily. Uh, consider uh, taking on extra, but again, be in contact with the doctor when you're doing this uh, extra calcium, iron, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, and folate. All right, and Chris, over to you. Any kind of final thoughts you want to leave the guys with? Yeah,
1: uh, pregnant women are badass. you can still train really hard if uh, you're in the first trimester. Um, that's about it. weightlifting. Oh, yeah, if you are a badass before you get pregnant, you can be a badass much longer into your pregnancy. So like if you're used to lifting weights like he said you can you, the goal when you're exercising while you're pregnant is maintenance and to feel good not necessarily smash new PBs so uh, that I thought that was pretty interesting. But on top of that, like if you're a powerlifter lady and you can deadlift, you know, 100 kilos with relative ease, you know, when you're pregnant, coming up into your second trimester, you can still do that. It's yeah. fine. It's absolutely fine. There's nothing Maybe, wrong with it.
0: But I wouldn't be trying to set new, new, new one or, one, or one RMs. rms. Exactly. Or exactly. Yeah, three so you, or, three RMs.
1: Yeah, you don't want the intensity to go up like mad. Maintain. Okay?
0: Maintain is the goal. Maintain.
1: Different. Maintain and not lose. Yeah. Maintain, not lose. Feel good. That's, That's it. it. And when you do, when you actually stop exercising for. Um, for intensity and to lose weight and for all that sort of stuff and you exercise to feel good, you start enjoying exercise a lot more. So exercise to feel good, not to bust yourself.
0: And that, my friends, is this week's podcast. Guys, as always, thanks so much for listening. You can catch me on Instagram at FFMovementCoach. You can catch Chris on Instagram at FFM. FFM. And you can catch me Chris M. FFM. FFM. And you can a, a follow the main Instagram at fighting double underscore fit. Guys, as always, thanks for watching. Don't forget if you're watching on YouTube to like and subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on Spotify or any other podcast mediums, go on to YouTube and like and subscribe to our channel. Hit that alert button and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.